cervical cancer is like one of the most common gynecologic cancers. Okay. The reality is it's nearly 100% preventable. So anytime we have a cervical cancer death, it's like really a failure of our medical system. Welcome to Gyno Girl. This is the part where we should just start chanting vagina, vagina, vagina. <laughs> I think that with women's health, it's a little bit more complex than like men's health as far as prevention goes. So I think um, women actually have like a lot more that they need to know than men. None of this stuff is like beyond the comprehension of anybody. So I guess like that would be a starting place talking about half smears, you know, why do we do them? What's our rationale? When do we start doing them? How often? Maybe the basis for anxiety is like not knowing. That's Sean, one of Planned Parenthood's medical directors. And he's right. At least for me, the basis for my anxiety in regard to my first pap smear came from not knowing what a pap smear was or anything about a pap smear, other than the fact that society and my mother really, really wanted me to get one as soon as I turned 21. So let's talk about pap smears. Okay, y'all, I'm putting on my shoes. I'm getting ready to head out the door. And I'm actually just kind of looking forward to just having this experience after talking to so many people. So this is kind of cool. Okay, I've got to go catch my bus. Peace. It took me over six months and a lot of different people in order for me to feel comfortable enough to even walk out that door to catch that bus. First, I met with a ton of different women to hear about their own personal experiences with their first pap smears. When you were going in, did you know like what a pap smear was and why you were getting one or were you just going to do it? I always thought it was poop because pap sounds like poop. <laughs> so I was always like, if like testing your poop, I didn't know. So I went on and just like read what I could about it, read mm-hmm. people's personal experiences online, which is also hard. very interesting and sometimes good and bad just because you hear about the negative ones and you're like, what? What? During the six months that I spent putting off getting an actual pap smear exam, I Googled a lot too. And sure, the information was beneficial. But eventually, it all started to sound like the side effects portion of a medical commercial. And if anything, it made me more anxious, especially the diagrams. What did it feel like for you all? Like, okay, if I were to like scrape the inside of my thigh right here, like just scrape it a little bit more than I would. Like here, I'm going to do it for you. Like that? Okay. Like it's not painful, but it's just kind of like, you know, it's not comfortable, right? Okay. Like, you know when you like push really hard on your belly button? You can kind of feel a little bit inside. So it's almost like a scrape mixed with that. That's how I describe it. They were just like, you're going to feel some pressure. And then I was like, wow, yep, that's some pressure. Yeah. But it wasn't like painful, it was just pressure. It just felt like someone was like tickling, like <laughs> tickling your um, cervix. That almost sounds pleasant. It's like you're <laughs> advertising with hats. And you're here. Not only does it save you from cancer, but you can just have a nice little.
Um, I guess one of the funny things too is like when I think about prepping, you know, it's like there's the pain factor and then I'm like, what are they gonna think when they because I did, I went through that too. I was like, all right, I'm taking off my panties for this person. They're gonna see like everything I got. Right. Exactly. But I also made a comment, I think, to my nurse about that. I was like, all right, well, I'm taking off my panties for you. You know, trying to make a joke. Yeah. And she was like, honey, you just need to remember we've seen it all. I had anxiety. I think that was also it. like, do I need to shave? Do I need to trim? I think for me, it wasn't really, I wasn't worried about like the shaving, but just like the cleanliness because like I don't shower every day and I'm remembering now I rode my bike. I don't know, there's like juices that your vagina produces. I was like, oh, like hopefully that's not too gross. I was kind of like, well, she's probably seen worse. I guess that was my thought. I guess I almost was thinking the opposite. Like if I shave, is my doctor gonna judge me? Oh, she's one of those young women that conform to social standards of cubic body. I was thinking along those lines, like, if I do shave, she might think, oh, she's probably just shaving for her boyfriend. I went into it, like, with what I would just normally do for myself. I prefer to have hair, so the doctor's gonna see hair. Because I was like, this is silly, I'm not prepping my vagina for my doctor. Like, that's not how this is supposed to be. Having a doctor that's seen a lot of vagina in a lot of years yeah. is like, look at yours and say everything looks good. I kind of felt really relieved. And I didn't realize I was nervous about that until they, like, told me, oh yeah, everything looks super good down here. I was proud of myself, not only because I'm usually squeamish and I got through it, but just because I checked something off my list that I had to do to stay healthy and I, you know, did all by myself without <laughs> a lot of anxiety. So yeah. there's some pride that comes with that. Adulting. After a week of listening to different women's experiences, I realized maybe it was time for me to set up my own pap smear exam. <sighs> okay, I lied. My mom should get all the credit. She called me at the end of that week for like the millionth time asking if I had called to set up my pap smear appointment. So and that's what finally that spurred me to take initiative. Probably should check in what can I say? I Adulting is you, hard. I know it's uncomfortable. It's not very fun. Have Nobody you called the doctor it, But you need to you check yet? in and get a pap smear. When I went to make the call, I was feeling empowered. I realized no one should feel embarrassed to talk about women's health. In fact, we should all be talking about it more. I was calling to set up the appointment on my way to class, so there were a lot of people around. And I found, despite all the conversations I'd had in the past week and how empowered I was feeling about my own health, I was still embarrassed to say the words, Hi, I'm calling to set up an appointment for a pap smear exam. So I went into the woods. I'm not even joking. Our university has a large arboretum full of trails right behind it. And I went out into this arboretum to make my phone call about my pap smear appointment. You have reached the Student Health Center at Western Washington University. And then, of course, I tried to play it off like no big deal as soon as the nurse answered the phone. It was official. I was scheduled to have my first pap smear the following week.
well I am sitting in the chair and I have the robe on kind of think I put the robe on wrong but we'll see I'm a little nervous in the 1940s cervical cancer was a major cause of death among women in the United States and worldwide however in the 1950s, when the pap smear was introduced in the U.S., the incidence and death rates associated with cervical cancer declined by more than 60% in less than 40 years. My pap smear lasted somewhere between 2 and 3 minutes, which in terms of pap smears is a long time. I asked Sue, my doctor, to talk me through the process as it was happening so that I could learn more about the procedure, my own body, and just to make me more comfortable throughout the experience. It started with me spreading my legs and putting my feet into the stirrups. And honestly, from that point on, it was a piece of cake. Okay, maybe that's an exaggeration, but it can't get more awkward than having a stranger stare at your vagina underneath fluorescent lights, can it? Okay, so the drawer under you is warmed up. Okay. I want this to be as least uncomfortable as possible. You feel like you've got the scoop? <laughs> I feel like, yeah. Okay. Pop in. Cradle your feet in these lovely car wash mitts. Okay. So there's a little heel for you. Perfect. And then you'll scoop down all of your bottom straight the table. So after that, it was smooth sailing. Okay. The pap smear itself involved Sue lubing a speculum, which sounds and looks way more intimidating than it actually is, and inserting it into my vagina, then using it to spread open my vagina enough so that she could see my cervix. Is that okay to insert? Yep. And focus on your breathing, wiggle your toes, and I can see your cervix, which I did feel pressure while she was doing this and breathing deeply and relaxing those muscles like I would when inserting a tampon helped to relieve this pressure. This all took less time than it's taking me now to explain it. Then Sue used a long brush to swab the walls of my cervix oh, for yeah. cells. You kind of just like feel a thumping. Like, yeah, it's it's almost it's just like there's a drum beat like inside my body, which is weird. And after that, it was done. Six months of anxiety, and the pap smear was done in three minutes or less. Okay, so that makes you bleed a little bit, but that's totally normal. Do you okay. Want to go ahead and hang on one sec. If you do want to look at the mirror, I'm going to have you pop up on one elbow. Can you see? Whoa, that's so crazy. Now that's you see really everything cool. you can see. Isn't that great? Freaking saw my own cervix. You did, and you did great. You are done with your first pass. Normally, I'm not the type of person who wants to see internal organs. But, I mean, how often do I get the chance to look inside my own body at my cervix? That's pretty cool. That is all. Wow, see? That was awesome. Quite the Tuesday. <laughs> On the same day that I had my pap smear, I also had the opportunity to talk with Susan, another physician at the health center. The pap was this big innovation. The benefits are actually immense, and we are forgetting about them nowadays because in our generation, my generation, your generation, you don't hear about people dying from cervical cancer very much. Um, but it does still happen in women in parts of the world that don't get access to PAPS. Um, mostly it's happening now in developing countries and in poor communities in our community who don't get in for their PAPS smears. So it's actually 
a real innovation and a privilege to be able to get PAPs. When I hear you saying that, that we forget about it, it's interesting because it's like we forget about it because we have them. Yeah. So we have the pap smears and we're doing <laughs> yes. the pap smears and then we forget why they're important. And when you have to put up with this thing, it's hard to remember it's a privilege. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's great. I'm so privileged to go get my pap smear today. That's what I, I was know. thinking first thing this morning. I, <laughs> I know, but in the big picture, yeah. it really is. Worldwide, cervical cancer is the third most common cancer among women and the second most frequent cause of cancer-related death, accounting for nearly 300,000 deaths annually. Cervical cancer incidents and death rates are still high due in large part to limited access to cervical cancer screening. Regions who lack access to cervical cancer screening, such as pap tests, are where more than 80% of cervical cancer cases occur. It's odd to say it, but it is a privilege that not everyone has. And it's for a woman to be protective of her long-term health. Um, And I worry that because it's become less common among developed nations and young women that will forget that it happens and the pap is part of taking care of yourself. After my pap smear, I felt like a badass. I like me and I like making sure that I'm healthy. And by getting a pap smear, I not only did that, but I also learned to feel more comfortable in my own skin. It feels like a weight has been lifted. I no longer have to worry about the pap smear and some of the anxieties I have over my own body have disappeared. Thanks for joining the conversation about pap smears. And if y'all remember Sean from the beginning of this episode, the medical director from Planned Parenthood, well, soon you'll be able to listen to his full-length interview about women's health and pap smears on the Gyno Girl SoundCloud. Many thanks to all the folks who contributed to this episode. And last but certainly not least, thanks to you listeners. Join me next week for another conversation on women's health. The music you heard throughout the podcast, in order of appearance, was Childbirth's Women's Rights, Ben Sound's Retro Soul, and Chastity Belt with their song Giant Vagina. Check them out. They're all great. <laughs>